Welcome to the Conversations with the World podcast. I'm Arnold Ho, and in today's episode, I get to catch up with YouTuber Luca Lucas from Newcastle, England. We discuss his start in YouTube, where he got his inspiration from, the reality of Geordie Shaw, and how the Black Lives movement has impacted him being of mixed race. So wherever you're listening to this, I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. All right, and we're live. Welcome to the show, Luca. Nice to have me on. (laughs) Is it Luca? It is Luca, right? Luca, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's Luca Lucas. I always get um, through school and stuff like Lucas or Luca. It's it's either really, but it's Luca Lucas. Right. That is your real name though. Like your real name is Lucas. Yeah. Is it Lucas? Luca Lucas. Luca Lucas, yeah. I was going to, I was going to be called Lucas Lucas, but then my mum decided on Luca Lucas. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that, that's probably fair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't, it wasn't too creative, but it was better than Lucas Lucas, I think. Awesome. Awesome. And um, <laughs> Luca, you're, you live in Newcastle, is that right? Yeah, Newcastle, northeast England. Northeast England. That's right. I, I've, I realized where Newcastle was, was literally an hour ago when I decided to Google where Newcastle <laughs> was. Googling. Yeah. And, uh, um, <laughs> is Newcastle in, uh, are you, where are you from? Is it Australia? Australia, yeah. Australia, Melbourne. Yeah. There's yep. a Newcastle in Australia, isn't there? Yeah, uh, in New South so, Wales, yeah. Yeah, thought so. Never been there. Not sure whether there's any relation at all. Um, if if there's a lot of alcohol consumption, then <laughs> that, that's all there is to Newcastle, really. <laughs> it's just famous for nightlife. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Luca, uh, I've been a big fan of your videos. And I, I think you I started YouTube literally like a couple of months ago. Yeah, it's it's coming on around two months now, I think. Something like that, yeah. Nice. T- talk to me like how how did you get started what what got you into um it? well um it was kind of like a career choice kind of thing so up until it was december 2019 i decided to get this um i had this idea of like doing sort of self-help stuff i was starting to read like self-help uh, self-help books so have you, heard, have you read the secret i know a lot of people have read the secret no i haven't no yeah, I haven't. I've, I've heard of it but no i haven't I recommend reading that, but uh, that was the first self-help book I read. And from there, I just saw it sort of sparked an idea in my head of like wanting to sort of spread the sort of message that I had. And I find, I find with YouTube, it's one of those things where like, I feel like a lot of people have sort of ideologies or like thoughts or things they like to express in their head. And it's not like you could just walk in a room and be like, right guys, I want you to listen to what I've got in my head. Yep. YouTube kind of gives you that permission to do so. So I had an idea of setting up a store for like positivity. So I had stuff like um, a gratitude ring where if you, it's just like a ring and it will um, represent gratitude. So every time you look at it, you think of something to be grateful for. So that was one thing of the store that I wanted to do, but I wanted to, I wanted to build the sort of audience first around this sort of area. So I could like first have that sort of, you don't listen to Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, yeah, plenty of. So he says, jab, 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 right hook. It's like, give, 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 then ask. So my idea with this was like, give, 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 like the content, the sort of help and stuff. And then later on, ask, right, I've got this store now. If you want to have a look at it and buy some kind of like items from it or whatever. Yeah, right. So that was the kind of idea around doing YouTube, really. And and you're, I mean, obviously a couple months in, there's a fair few vlogs on there. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I tried doing. Well, I didn't really know how to structure it. I was originally just gonna do. I'd originally wrote out on my phone fifty-two topics to talk about because my original idea was to do a podcast and do one a week. So I had fifty-two topics. So obviously one one a week for a full year, just ready there to like go. And then I thought I wanted to do something else. And then I had the idea of just doing like a vlog. It was around this time I'd just discovered Casey Neistat. I know it's oh. stupidly late to discover Casey Neistat, but I just <laughs> discovered him. And I was watching it and it's it's just so addictive. Like you watch one and you're just like, oh shit, I need to watch another one, another one, another one. And then that, and then Peter McKinnon as well. And then just from there, I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to do daily vlogging. Like just, just document the whole sort of journey there. So yeah. that kind of inspired the sort of vlogging side of it. And then just been going from there. Um, the daily vlogs, it's it has been a bit hard to be fair. I haven't stuck to every single day. I recently had like a three week break period, but I'm trying to sort of get sort of at least five a week, something like that. It's kind of crazy doing daily vlogs. Like I don't know how Casey you started, did it. didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, my, I, mine's nothing like that. Like mine, it you know goes in all sorts of directions. I definitely don't yeah, spend yeah. as much time as what Casey would have done, and. And as much time as you would have spent on your your vlogs, yeah. I mean, the the first sort of um, I'd say like month or like few three weeks or something like that. It was, I feel like I had a lot of time because I was kind of in between. I was kind of like, I had left a job in January, so I had a lot of time from January to lockdown, and from lockdown to starting my YouTube, I also had a lot of time, but then during that time as well i kind of went back to my job so then i kind of started losing a bit of time so a mixture of that and then just like other things i kind of like fell behind with the dailies and it was getting like just so so much to do so it's kind of hard to keep up with i think the the video making itself is all right but have you found like it's the editing like it'll take you like five six hours to edit a video and it's just like like you enjoy making the videos when you know you've got to edit it it's just like i can't be bothered anymore it's one of those yeah, it's funny. Some people love the editing side and some people love yeah. the filming side. It, it's yeah, I mean, I, I do like the editing side, but it's I think when I don't have the time for it, I don't like it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It, it's, I, yeah. I totally get that. And I think that's... When you talk about... Like, when I look at your style of videos, they're very, yeah, similar to... Like you've got that Casey nice that sort of yeah, feel yeah, yeah. behind it. I I noticed yeah. that there, you you um, I posted something in that uh, Facebook group, and that's how we met. Um, yeah, yeah. Where I asked like what courses are available, and you sort of suggested Dan Mace's content, and I'd been watching some of his yeah. content because of Casey, and I noticed yeah. you've also used some of those yeah. elements. Try to but, integrate some of that. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. It's I think um, one thing I've noticed with YouTube is you do get. Because obviously you have the sort of big YouTubers, like the ones that come to mind for me anyway, with like Peter McKinnon, Dan Mace, Casey Neistat. Yeah. Though I'd say those three are kind of like the sort of top tier ones. And mm. I think like a lot of YouTubers sort of gravitate towards them for inspiration. So you do see a lot of sort of the the sort of sort of image, uh, imagery and like copying almost and like the inspiration from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why, like, in my head, I was I was quite conscious of it. Like, I didn't want it to be, like, a rip-off of, like, Casey or, like, a rip-off of Peter or a rip-off of Dan. So I, I was, like, I remember I went for, like, a week and I was just searching on Google, like, YouTubers like 
this, 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 so I could find more to get more inspiration from then. So it's not just those three people. Like I wanted to find sort of more people to gain inspiration from, because that is the thing. I think it's all right to get inspiration from people, but you need to make that sort of range wider so it can become more your own over time. If that makes sense. You carve your own path. I, I do feel yeah. uh, that whilst you take those elements, I, it doesn't feel like you're copying. So <laughs> I, th I think it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. That's good then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've noticed some of your content and there's a few different angles I want to go down, but I've noticed some of your content has obviously uh, started moving down a bit more of a political side. Yeah. Um, and I, you shared yeah, that yeah. in your recent video. I didn't get to watch all of it. Mm. And obviously the, it, it makes a lot of sense because the Black Lives Movement. Um, yeah, yeah. Is, is huge at the moment and, and it is very important to, to be talking about these issues. Talk mm. me through that. Talk me through, because you, you, you seem to have gone through a bit of a journey at the moment. Yeah, so it was it was a bit unexpected. That that was actually kind of where I started, started to take the sort of break away from the vlogging stuff and that's when I took a break. So how it happened for me, I was doing the daily uploads, etc. And then it came a week, I don't know if you've seen, I went to go see my girlfriend for... Yep. Um, three weeks so I had in my head anyway I was gonna just like take a break from like YouTube a little bit and like just like spend time with her and not focus too much on like constantly video and editing and blah, blah blah and that was the time that George Floyd obviously got killed after that happened and it all blew up on social media I was so invested in just like scrolling through my phone and you just see loads of stuff about it and then you just see like people that you know sharing like sort of ignorant racist views and it just you get so invested in the comments and stuff and it does it's to a certain extent like I'm I'm never the person to bite or like argue with people because I understand ignorance so I like I never rise to it because I just think you're just you're just being ignorant like mm. whatever I've got better stuff to do but it was kind of different with this because it was just so everywhere and it was just it wasn't like you see it for two days and then it would go away. It was just like very constant, very heavy. And something that I also related to being mixed race. So mm -hmm. like I always had in the back of my head, the sort of consciousness and awareness around racism, but this really sort of amplified it because you also see a lot of other people coming out and saying, oh, look at this, what happened as well. Look at this, what happened as well. And mm -hmm. everything just comes up. So upon like being in the comments and stuff with people and it was, it was taking a, a bit of a toll on my, uh, my mindset and um, sort of mental health kind of. So I was just like, I don't, it was like, I didn't even feel very equipped to argue because like I hadn't really educated myself that much on it anyway. It was just sort of what I knew from my own experience. Mm. And then the occasional post that you see where it's like, I don't know, like all these stats about like killings and police killings or whatever. It's not like, in detail so i decided like i'm just going to take it upon myself just to like take some time away from the keyboard away from like the trenches the front lines and then go mm. back and just like research myself and actually look into what is happening and so my mum my mum's african-american she's black and she, yeah. through the past like few years she's always bought me books so i've got up there book by soldad brothers that was it was i don't know what the book's called but it's about this guy who wrongly went to prison and he was writing letters to the outside but he had to like code his messages because like the police were watching and stuff he was like an activist or something i haven't read it yet but i need to read that 
Um, she got me that. She got me Natives by Akala, which is a UK rapper. He talks about racism in the UK. Hmm. I've just finished that one. I've got some other books up there. And upon reading them, I was just, and doing other research around um, racism in general and the Malcolm X movie, if you've seen it by Spike Lee. If you haven't seen it, it's a really good watch. I haven't yet. And I, want to. I just suddenly became, it's really, really good. I've been studying Malcolm X as well after, and it's just incredible. So... I just suddenly became like woke and conscious around the racism and I just realized how like effed up it was like it is it's so so deep and I just sort of felt like really infuriated by it yeah because it was just like how is this how are people getting away with this like it's just it's just crazy like um James Baldwin said a quote to be a conscious black man in America is to be in a constant state of rage and it's basically saying if you actually understand the full depth of it, you will always just be angry knowing that it's going on and there's not a lot you can do about it. So that sort of really fueled and inspired this sort of new wave of the sort of political videos and the racial topic of like the videos and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. It's, and I, I mean, I, I know when you, when you talked about your story, that mm -hmm. really... I guess it hit home for me or, or it, it helped me understand what was going on. And I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, like of, I'm, I'm an, I'm an Asian, right? So, you know, we, yeah. we, I, I don't think it's a, it's in the same level of racism. I, I yeah. would, I feel like, I don't think we have the I mean, systemic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I know what you mean. It kind of depends where you are, I guess. Like, yeah. I don't know what it's like in Australia. Like, I don't know the sort of, um, ethnic mix of the things like i know in the uk um black and asians are they make up like 14 percent of the uk right um okay. i don't know what it's like in, in like australia but obviously in different parts of the world it's like very different and how the sort of racism is sort of perceived and stuff right so it's it is quite different but obviously being asian you are like prone to that kind of thing like racism obviously yeah ex exactly yeah. exactly but i think like what you shared um, was was just kind of crazy, like the the type, the level of animosity you received um, in that story mm. you shared about, um, like you were with your was it with your girlfriend at the time? Um, yeah, um, it was my girlfriend and her friend. Yeah, and just yeah, just walking through a park, going to hers, and then like the neighborhood that I lived in, it was literally ninety nine percent white. <laughs> it was it was um, you have to kind of understand the area as well to like know what it's like. So it was in in. The further up north in England you go, the more white it is. Okay. The further down, like in like London and South, you get more uh, black Mixed people, races. Asian people. Yeah. 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 So like yeah. we're up north and this town, the only other people that are brown are like maybe like corner shop owners. That's that's like it. There was one other guy who was um, from Pakistan, I think. And I remember one time, like, because he, he obviously got like stick for being brown. I remember one time his dad had like stormed to the front of the gate and he was shouting at the teachers and shouting at everyone because his son was like getting this sort of racial abuse. It was just kicking off. So like it was in a in an area where you probably see about five brown people, like it's sort of bound to happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was quite lucky when I joined the school. Like I just how I am, like I, I do make friends quite easily so i was quite lucky to like, just as soon as i went in there i did make friends so it wasn't like i kind of had 
white people on my side in a place where you needed white people on your side. Yeah, exactly. So and and I was I, looking my, at that. That's right. And my my perspective is like, on a whole, the majority of people view everyone equally and and don't have mm. this uh, mindset of you know people of color are inferior to myself. But there there are people like that, <laughs> and that's are, the problem. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that is it's 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 one of those. It's really weird. I remember my girlfriend, so obviously when I when I went to see her for a few weeks, she obviously seen I was getting really bothered by this all. And she was literally saying to me, why are you spending your time trying to convince these people who obviously aren't going to change their mindset? And like most of these people are like middle-aged or older. Hmm. She, she said, you just got to let them be extinct and just let them die <laughs> off and then move on, let the new generation come through. And I thought about it. And it, it does kind of make sense because especially here, if you look at the history of this country, so if you go back to World War II, hmm. you had, it comes from like a racist sort of government. You had Winston Churchill, who was an open white supremacist. So you talked about how um, black and brown people were a second grade race, blah, right. blah. Yeah. So you have this kind of environment, this government. All the people that were living in that time, like white people, obviously also have this white supremacy sort of view hmm. but these people are not it's not like it's not like from 400 years ago or like 300 years ago with slave trade like these people that were alive then are now like people's grandparents they're still alive they yeah. pass their views on to their their daughters and sons and that's like people like my mum's age and then they pass it on to their kids so like it is it's it's gonna happen you know what i mean like it's is something that's gonna have to happen like gradually fade out over time with like force from people fighting back but it's it's it is here like there's no denying it's not here yeah do you do you feel i mean from your what you're reading um mm. and everything that you're you've educated yourself with where do you see like what 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 how do we start combating it like what is it in your mind like how have you sort of seen it all to me not quite to me, it's very very simple it. yeah I, th I think it's very very simple but it's it has a complex solution because it's not going to be easy it's it's oh. literally just education yeah if everything from the dictionary the dictionary was written, written by a white man if you look in the dictionary under the the word white it will say like innocent fair gentle blah blah, blah all these like positive words if you go to black in the dictionary it will be like It'll be like dark, deceiving, all these like negative words. Everything is so like ingrained in things that you don't even like think of. I was watching a video today that was saying how like in the Bible, for example, I know you were reading the Bible from your YouTube videos yeah. and stuff. Jesus yeah. was obviously you have a white Jesus, blue eyes. But he's not white at skin, all. Hair, he's <laughs> he not totally white at all. wasn't white. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And you have like you have like these religious plays and stuff, and Judas was always portrayed as a black person. So it's the white savior versus the black sort of betrayal, the devil. Yeah. And all the way through time, like everything, history was written by white people who were the oppressors. Mm. They, they choose what goes in these history books. Thomas Edison, everyone knows Thomas Edison as the guy that created the light bulb. What people don't know is he created the, he invented the light bulb, but he invented the paper filament that went out very, very quickly. It was a black man 
who invented the the carbon filament that we see today in the light bulbs, but nobody knows that because it was a black man. It's just subtle things like this. Nobody knows, like especially in the UK here, after World War Two, um, the government went to these countries that had the, they had colonized, so um, the Caribbean, India, literally went over to those countries, said come to England, this is the motherland, you can come work here, blah, 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 you'll live a better life, prosperity, X, Y, Z. They come here, but the government failed to tell the education system and the public that they had invited them over. So to the white public, it's these immigrants are coming over and stealing our jobs and taking our women. So that already has a negative effect on the perception of these black and brown people. Like, when you have the oppressors writing the history and giving the education out and giving the information out and they are obviously really restricting it, it's it's all it's all very deliberate, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think the solution is proper education. If people know these things, if people are told these things from the start, if people hear the white side of history and the black side of history and aren't told like... Like for me, I've always grew up... If you said Africa to me, I think dirty poor like shit if i'm allowed to swear on this <laughs> but like do you know what i mean like you have this such a negative perception of like yeah. black and africa yeah because it's the oppressors that write the history and write the education with the proper education like you can you could probably get a racist if they were willing which they obviously aren't but if they were willing to educate themselves properly you could stick them in a room give them all the resources and knowledge of what actually history was like and blah blah they probably would come out not racist yeah so it's just i think it's just solely education yeah uh, and and definitely and i think that's where you know you telling your story helps putting content out there um mm. helps people learn about that and, and and what you're sharing as well about education i I, it's fi I find it interesting how i can't remember who i was speaking to i think it was actually on my trip and i spoke to a south african lady um mm. And she's a, she's a white South African lady. And it's quite interesting mm -hmm. over there. It's, I mean, from what she told me, it's almost yeah. flipped on its head over there that there's mm -hmm. almost a reverse racism, if you can call it that, against it's, white yeah, people over South there. Africa's, South Africa's very strange because you had the apartheid, I don't know how to say it. Apartheid, you know, yeah. Apartheid, yeah. Ap apartheid, yeah. You had that yeah. period, obviously, where it's very, very segregated. You had like beaches that said no black people allowed you had like it was very sort of tense and racist over there yeah i think that's that probably is probably one of the worst places probably still to this day about like racism and it's just very like nasty from both ends yeah, it's, yeah. It's, i think it is a weird one it is a weird one it is a really strange and i had no idea i mean that's like to your point like when you think of africa all you think is like you know poor famine yeah um poverty like, all that stuff yeah, yeah all that sort of stuff but but i yeah. think there's there's so much more to that right in in africa yeah um and actually i was um yeah. last night i was i found a youtube channel of this girl that had moved from america to africa and she was saying all like the pros and cons and she was saying yeah you can just live in these like big mansions and it's like the price of a normal house in the usa and like it's it's a generally nice area like she's like living life there by choice from from america <laughs> And it's just like, this is not what you're ever told or taught about us. Like, you don't get to see any of this. And it's just yeah. like, in like Western places like the UK, probably Australia too, the US, 
you are fed very specific things mm. and it's for this reason really yeah and it's you know it's hard because when it's it's almost the status quo you know and to change the status quo mm. makes everyone feel very uncomfortable especially the ones that yeah. are in power right because they're yeah. the ones that have the most to gain by keeping the status quo so yeah it's it's all gets very uncomfortable as we face into these it realities I, I think it's i think like i'm gonna say like white white people are obviously used to having all the political power they're used to having all this sort of like privileges they're like they're used to just being in power when it comes to now very recent times where it's like right you're gonna have to start sharing this power with other people you're gonna have to start listening to other races which you previously lynched and previously like could get away with discriminating and you're gonna have to do this it, it, that feels like oppression to white people but it's it's not so that's the sort of thing like white people are like they would rather be comfortable and not talk about race than be uncomfortable and solve race like that's just how it is really mm-hmm. yeah it man at the end of the day i think it's just we need to we need to have almost have a child like mindset towards it like when you talk to kids yeah they just don't see race yeah right they yeah, they just literally. don't get it right they just go what do you mean <laughs> like that's just yeah. tom that's just luca what yeah yeah what do, you, what, what do you mean he has a different what yeah <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, i know exactly what I mean. we yeah. just gotta yeah so just we need to strip it back i mean there's so much beauty of of culture and and our history but like we just put so much way too much emphasis on oh what what's the color of their skin and, and what does that what does that yeah. mean it's like well no we're just we're just one race yo. people <laughs> we're just people <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and and so you know I, I, and and this is what this is what i'm loving right like um being able to have a conversation with yourself like with someone um from a different culture different background who i'd never have mm gotten would have been able to meet here in australia and that's almost the benefit of covid at the moment is it's opened these kind of (laughs) kind of doors right yeah open doors that weren't here before yeah it's insane yeah yeah i've enjoyed i'm not gonna lie i've really enjoyed lockdown i've just without (laughs) lockdown i wouldn't have started this channel like it's just it's it's like the world is so like fast paced and just in your face just boom 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 like gotta keep going doing what you're doing focus 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 and then when this happens everything's just like slow down right this is happening you're gonna sit in your house now for this period of time not allowed to work and it's just like right what now (laughs) you just do so many things that you wouldn't like done before that's right that's right i think there's a whole influx of new youtubers is what i'm i'm noticing (laughs) in some of these facebook groups um yeah so lockdown you you said you you're enjoying it what's it been like over there in the uk because um, it doesn't look good from from australia when we hear about what's happening really? over there this government <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a fan of this government i will never say my government i'll always say this government in this country <laughs> um, it's just it's it's very economy first so okay. obviously lockdown was late because they wanted economy first now lockdown's getting put out early because economy first even though we've got like the highest death rate in europe so i mean i think it's it's mainly young people it's 
yeah, it's young people that didn't want to be in lockdown because it's like, I want to go out. Like the drinking culture here is very, very like significant. Yeah. Everyone just wants to get pissed. As soon as like <laughs> bars opened here at 6 a.m. in the morning That's last week, crazy. Saturday, and there yeah. was queues from 6 a.m. all day. <laughs> and I was, I, I did go out to be fair because I'd seen some friends I hadn't seen in a while. And I was just looking around and everyone's like sharing drinks and like sharing straws. And I'm just watching it like, oh my God, do you people not know there's like a massive <laughs> pandemic going around in this world? But yeah, but like lockdown itself for me, Percy, it's been all right. I'm not sure about um, other people. I know there was a big strain on the NHS, um, mm. obviously the healthcare system over here. Yeah. Um, there was like cuts to the wages. They didn't get the pay rises. They've got to pay for parking when they're at work especially like even more now so um the sh recently we did there was the clapping for the nhs eight o'clock every thursday which is some silly symbolism from the government which was absolute nonsense but as soon as that clapping stopped they quietly announced that they were they weren't going to pay all the student staff that had been helping with covid and they were saying you've still got to work but we're not going to pay you anymore and it was just I think the people that suffered the most were like the healthcare workers and it was just so, so corrupt. And it's just, it's it's quite fucked up. But yeah, other than other than that, I think people were handling it well other than the massive death toll <laughs> compared to everywhere else in the Europe. Yeah. I mean, apart, could, apart from that. <laughs> I mean, you could always be worse than the States. So. <laughs> Very true. Donald, Donald Trump is like the UK on steroids. <laughs> I, I actually spoke to a guy from washington dc yes yesterday or the day before so i did another interview mm. and yeah he was he was just saying yeah it's just a bit a bit messed up over there in terms of how they're yeah. dealing with corona yeah i mean donald trump's donald trump isn't it it's it's very <laughs> that thing i've noticed is they can justify anything they do with the statistics of business not the statistics of people like these governments are very just economy first economy first people second do you know what i mean so you can like get away with this like what did, what did he say he said if you don't if you don't test if you don't test for covid there won't be any cases that's like a kid going to school getting f's and saying well if you don't test me i won't get an f like it just doesn't make any sense but i'm not a president this <laughs> I, whole, I, I yeah. can't comment too much it i mean this whole this whole year has been i mean even before this but it's it's just been one big movie like it just doesn't even it, it seem has. real, right? <laughs> you you couldn't script anything that happened this year. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so you t yeah, tell me about where, where you live. So have you always lived in New Newcastle? Is that right? No, I've been um I've been up and down the country. So, um, I was born in Yorkshire, which is in like the sort of centre. Yeah. Moved from Yorkshire to Ashington, where which is the place further up north mm. uh, where that like incident happened. Right. From there, I lived there for, from when I was nine till about 12, 13. Then I moved to London for about half a year, a year, and then came to Newcastle. So you moved a lot. Down, really. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, it was the reason we moved so much is because my mum's American and she was trying to move back to the U S and so I've got, I've got three younger brothers and sisters Right. My the sister below me, we share a dad, and then my two other brothers and sisters, they share a dad. So it was sort of the the deciding factor of whether we could go to the states was those 
the two dads permissions which we didn't get so the reason for moving everywhere was because we were trying to sort out the move and like go to like the court things to to the hearings and stuff to see if we could get like moved over etc etc right but then we didn't end up doing that and newcastle was the last place that we stayed so we just we're just living here now there you go <laughs> so your mom never got to go spontaneous no but she is now reapplying to try go again is she sure she spoke to a solicitor <laughs> is she sure she wants to go <laughs> <laughs> i would say maybe leave it a few years see if anything calms down for a bit <laughs> yeah wait till kanye becomes president you know then maybe go that is something i was i was that's so funny actually i was watching i've i've, I've only just um sort of looked into that whole situation with kanye running for president i mean it's it's one of those things that everyone will look at it and laugh but to kanye he's very serious like he will go he full is. out on that like yeah. just the way he is i feel like it's funny because i've seen do you know chance the rapper mm. love him big he fan. tweeted big fan he tweeted everybody listen to this um Kanye West interview a podcast from the breakfast show from 2013 everything he said on that day is very relevant now hmm. at the time when that interview came out everyone was like oh he's crazy whatever blah blah this like he doesn't know what he's talking about and then today it's like very relevant I feel like this is kind of one of those things like people will like think what's this guy talking about running for president blah blah you never know in a few years he might be a actual running candidate you might be a candidate this year who knows it's one of those things i've got faith in kanye whether he's a good president or not <laughs> uh, well, well being a christian question. um i'm a big fan of kanye when he when he came out with his whole he's i'm a born again christian i'm very religious he did his yeah. sunday services his music that yeah, he put yeah. out and uh, you know like coming from like a christian background i listened to the stuff and i'm like this mm -hmm. stuff's all pretty like accurate kind of christian teaching because you never know some yeah. christian teachings are just like whack you know um yeah. you know, something's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. if you believe in the bible when you pray you're gonna get all this money and it's like whoa okay no <laughs> don't know <laughs> not, where not you quite. got that from <laughs> but <laughs> so you, you you're never sure but i don't know it's an interesting one it's, it's fascinating yeah. I, I i mean ultimately i think um not to get too political because like what the heck do i know what I'm seeing or what I'm sensing is our political systems need to evolve. I think that's that's where we're at at the moment. This rise of yeah. social media and, and technology means that people are a lot more informed, a lot more educated. Uh, they yeah. want to see faster pace of change. Our current yeah, political systems just don't allow for that. And I think a lot like the political system and education system, I think are the two things that I've just like, really really not caught up at all like we we're growing at such an exponential rate and then it's just lagging behind and it's just it's just not it's not up to date at all hmm. yeah and it, it, it needs a, a bit of a reboot i don't know what that is so hopefully there are some smart people out there thinking about what that's <laughs> gonna be um yeah, yeah but it might be kanye who knows yeah yeah uh well i don't know i, I reserve judgment on that one <laughs> um, yeah so i i do want to come back to newcastle because I, I am curious about the uk i've only mm. been to london and my observations mm. is uh it's kind of similar to melbourne in london like there's a lot of very sim like a lot of similarities i guess because 
you know, the UK and Australia obviously have a very close um, partnership in a sense. Um, yeah. And what I do notice is it, it is really freaking expensive. Uh, <laughs> to live London is very expensive. At least in yeah. London. I don't know what it's like outside. So... You've been you've been to London. You've been to a few different parts of the UK. Is it very different? Yeah. What's it? You know, how, it's how did you how would you describe? I do think it the further yeah. up north you go, the further up north, apart from like cities such as like Manchester, which is on the um, the west sort yeah. of side, and then maybe even Leeds. Actually, Leeds is quite cheap. That's in the centre. The, the further up north you go, the cheaper it does tend to be. Mm. It's just London is extremely expensive, but you could probably go to like a city outside of London and it'll just like be dramatically cheaper. Right. I know Newcastle's dramatically cheaper from like other places. It just, it kind of depends on the area really, mm. but the places do kind of contrast. And like I said before, like the further down you go, the more sort of multicultural it is, the further up you go, the less multicultural it is. So that's kind of a factor between different cities. Um, what can you say about UK? I mean, there's, there are a few big cities. Leeds is a very big city. I think that's the third biggest city in the UK. That's in the centre. That's very diverse, though. There's a lot of black people, a lot of white people, a lot mm. of Asian people. Mm. Um, but I think if you probably went a few cities down in between, like London and Leeds, you'd probably find it's quite predominantly white. Or maybe there's probably different prices within sort of the economy and shopping there. Mm. But it, I th I'd say the further up north the sort of cheaper i've noticed as well the further up north you go the people are a lot more friendly mm. so in london you probably couldn't you couldn't walk past and just have a conversation with someone you could do that in newcastle like people in newcastle just talk to you because they're just like <laughs> they're, it's just how they are like the further up north people are just a lot more like friendly and sort of warming and stuff yeah opposed to like southern the places yeah i definitely feel that as well in in melbourne mm. like as you go further out people will just say hi to you. People will actually look you in Is the it? eye and want to have a conversation. Yeah. But the closer yeah, you get to the yeah. city, people are just in their own world. It's, it's yeah, literally, that's, it's very like that in London. Very like that. Yeah. I mean, I probably am one of those people who are just in their own world, but you know, <laughs> I do like to say yeah. hi to people when they do say hi back, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the same. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Let, like... But in the psyche of people in the UK, mm. is there, do you, do people, you know how in America people, uh, and to the guy I was speaking to yesterday, um, Vu, he was saying, you know, in America, it's weird, right? Like you finish high school and then you go, I'm off to college and I'm, I'm going to yeah. go find a state, whatever random other state they want to go to, to go live yeah, the best yeah. life, right? Is it is it yeah. like that at all there, or are people just like um, I'm happy to stay where no, I am? In the UK, um, we start school a year earlier than the US. Right. Okay. So when we finish high school, we've still got we. You'd have two years before you go to university. So we finish high school at the age of sixteen. Oh right. When you leave high school, you would go into college, which isn't you, which isn't US college. College right. in the UK is like. You have like college and sixth form basically. So like sixth form you get A levels. College you get um another form of like a qualification. Then after that you go to university. And that's when you sort of go to different cities and stuff. Right. Okay. I'd say the majority of people do branch out to different cities as well. Yep. To be honest, I think the only place that only place where people don't tend to leave the city is Newcastle. 
only because Newcastle is such a sort of party central, especially for students. So people are like, the nightlife here is sick. It's so cheap. Like nightlife here is dirt cheap. You can just get smashed for like pennies. <laughs> so like it's it's like right. the most attractive place for students. You've got okay. um, Geordie Shore as well, which give it a big reputation. So I think yeah. the only place that people don't tend to actually leave the city to go to a different city for university is Newcastle. Huh. But other than that, I'd say a lot of people do venture out places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so, I, I haven't watched Geordie Shaw or anything. So I've only it's heard terrible. a lot about it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not a good representation of Newcastle at all. I can't stand watching it. It, it used to be pretty funny. Like it's something that you watch maybe like five years ago because it used to be quite good five years ago. Like that was the kind of like, that's what was cool. But like now nobody, nobody watches it. Cause it's just cringy and it's just like, cringy trash it's just not, kind of, yeah. 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 It's just, it doesn't represent it at all. Like they'd, they'd go, how Newcastle works is you have like pre bars. So you have like bars, which you probably go through through the day. Then on the nighttime, when it hits like nine o'clock, you open the pre bars. So it's still free entry, but like you start getting vodkas and stuff. And then you go to like the main clubs. Like on Geordie Shaw, they'd go to like the pre-bars and like go home. And if you're from Newcastle, you know that they're doing that. And it's just like, that's not a night out. You're going to like a pre-bar, having some made up hysteric and then going home and arguing. It's just like, like people from Newcastle see through it. So we just say like, it's just not a big thing anymore. It's just sort of, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. People from outside Newcastle though are like, oh my God, is that someone from Geordie Shaw? Oh my God, can we go to Bijou? Oh my God. And it's just like, <laughs> you see these people every night. Like it's nothing special. It's, yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's pretty crazy. Cause it's like, it's obviously bigger across the world. And even in the States, um, mm. it has that name. So it must feel kind of weird to be there and to know what it really is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so you, I know that you work in like promo, sort of stuff is that is that right like you're you've gone back yeah into that? so yeah like prom, promo obviously because of the nightlife scene it's quite big in newcastle like as soon as you're people do it from like when they're 16 the drinking age here is 18 but like cert, some companies were like on the sly let you do it at 16 and yeah, so like right. as soon as you like sort of sort of as you go to like sixth form college you will you will get bombarded by promoters you'll either be a promoter or you'll know like 10 promoters like it's just like a sort of big environment from the age of like 16 to like 22 so like that was sort of you basically get told i'll pay you to go out and get pissed to every student to every young person from newcastle that is the dream it's like (laughs) that (laughs) that was kind of heavily invested in that for a, a few years and then I got a girlfriend and I was kind of calming down. Like, I don't want to go out all the time now. Yeah. So I did try and break away from it. But then I had a had a managerial role. So it was less going out. It was more like the sort of operation stuff. Supervisor, so yeah. I, yeah, I did, I did eventually go back into it. And that's what I'm doing now. Solely for the money, really. Not really the going out and sort of the perks that you get with it. I'm just going to have to put my laptop in charge. I'm getting the low battery sign. Yeah, yeah, no worries. This makes it feel more real. <laughs> you can probably edit this out, but... No, no. Is it is this funny how um, like looking at 
where you are now and, and the books and everything. I, I like, I'm like, oh, I, I remember seeing all those things in your YouTube videos. <laughs> it's so strange, yeah, like looking at that. Yeah, <laughs> it's so strange. Yeah, I've got a, quite a setup in here. Um, cause basically, when I moved out to university, um, I obviously moved out and then I was just living in town for like two years. And then my grandma moved from America to this house here and she took my room. So when I came back, obviously lockdown happened and then I left my accommodation. I had uh, no bedroom. <laughs> so my mum was like, you can have the conservatory, we'll get a bed. So this is kind of my setup now. Right, wait, so yours, you live, you, you like sleep, that's your room? Yeah, this is my room. <laughs> so like we cleared, we cleared all the sort of stuff out. There used to be like, what even used to be in here? I think there was just like a desk, um, a printer, a sofa. That all got cleared out. And now have, I'll show you. I've got yeah, show us, books up show there. Show us around. Show us this. <laughs> We've got the, the TV setup. there. We've got this big bed here. Yeah. And then my table and stuff there. And then that's the wall. So <laughs> it's a great <laughs> place the best to record. Not a lot. <laughs> it, is, it, it is to be fair like you've got the good lighting you've got windows everywhere so the lighting's always pretty good <laughs> yeah 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 and the brick it does wall come with is negative like, it's really cool the brick wall looks all right doesn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i had no idea that that was your room <laughs> yeah this is this is my room this is where i live like this is where i sleep out it's a bit it's a bit annoying though because the sun rises at like four or five in the morning i was gonna so say as as you like wake up it's just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's like a negative but I mean, that's like the best way to wake up though, isn't it? Like, I mean, as in health Yeah, I wise. wake up pretty early anyway. Yeah, I wake up at like six in the morning anyway. So like it's, I wake up and it's just like, right, I'm not, not in the dark. I'm not going to go back to sleep now. I'm going to be up and just go about my day now. Yeah. And uh, like, that's how, you know, your body should work. Right. But yeah. Modern world. Hope you're enjoying today's episode. If you haven't yet, I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star rating and comment so I can continue to bring more content like this to the platform. Now back to the show. Um, do you, so it, what, Newcastle's up north. It's like pretty up north. Mm -hmm. Like what's the climate like over there? It looks pretty nice. I mean, summer over, over there now, right? Oh, but you said it was raining. Yeah, it's at the moment, in the past like few weeks, it'll you'll wake up and it'll be like gray, maybe even rain during the day. It'll be sunny. And then at nighttime, it'll just start raining or like during between the hours of like five and the morning, it'll just like rain for half an hour, stop for half an hour, rain for half an hour, stop for half an hour. But that's not normally what it's like. Normally it's normally the UK is just gray. <laughs> it's yeah, just like yeah, gray yeah. clouds. It won't quite rain, but then it'll, it does rain a lot in the summer. To be fair, this summer is really hot. I don't know. It was not like this this summer, especially this early on. For some reason, this summer has been quite hot for us. Hot for us is like 20, 24 degrees Celsius. That's probably like <laughs> average for you, isn't it? But um, for, the further up north you go as well, it's a lot colder. Like you'll yeah. have like an average colder climate. London is normally like a lot warmer. Yeah. Yeah, I went to, I uh, was in Edinburgh uh, a few years back. And it was, mm. yeah, it was pretty damn cold over there. <laughs> yeah. Of, like Scotland is just like gray clouds, rain. <laughs> I don't think you get much else over there. What's it like where you are? Is it just sunny 365 days well, of the year? Well, Melbourne's, no, no. So Melbourne's not like that at all. So Melbourne, um, mm. 
Melbourne is known for having like four seasons in a day. Like, oh, really? so like it's very temperamental. Kind of yeah. Is it? We get seasons like when it's cold, like coldest winters, like zero to one degrees, two degrees. Mm. Not often, but when mm. it's really cold, that's how cold it is. And then at its hottest, it goes up to like 40, 40 plus degrees. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then the rest of it's kind of in between. So, is it? Where so when when was your when does your summer start? Is that uh, in September time? November December time. November December. Really? Yeah, November. Yeah, so uh, that's when our like winter starts. It's like this. It'll be sunny like this till about October. October you'll have like autumn. November you'll start going into winter. Yeah. And then winters till about end of January. Yeah. And then you sort of get like spring then summer. Yeah, so we're saying we get we go through the seasons, like, but we, I mean we get actual seasons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's probably just dark over there and cold. <laughs> yeah, it goes it goes from grey to like partially grey and sun, and then it goes yeah. back to grey again. <laughs> um, hey, I, I want to move away from weather because I'm like, why are we talking about weather now? Uh, you're so h- how old are you? Uh, nineteen, turning twenty. You're nineteen. Mm-hmm. I've always got, you're 19. I thought you were you like get that? Yeah, I was going to say, you must get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like six foot three as well. So I'm tall. So like oh. everybody looks at me and thinks like, you must be like 23, maybe yeah. 22, 24. Yeah. 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 Turning 20 on uh, 22nd of August. Get so out. Is your... Around two months. How old's your girlfriend? She's 19. She turned 19 in February. Right. That probably makes sense. I mean, like, so, I mean, from my perspective, as I speak to you, like, I feel, mm-hmm. I definitely feel the maturity of like a 24, 23-year-old. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, d- that's another thing. Yeah. Do you get that a lot as well? <laughs> yeah, because I, like, pe- like, people won't know my age until maybe like a few weeks into meeting me. Like, I've had people that didn't know my age for like a month. <laughs> like they'll, they'll speak to me and they know like my mannerisms and, and stuff and they'll they just assume that i'm just much older and then someone else or my friends will come in and be like uh like my my age will just get mentioned somehow and they're like whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. you're 19 you're, you're what and it's just like yeah man <laughs> i've always i've always hung around with like a lot older people like right now like i'm always around older people so i think that was just sort of you, you know you're like a product of like the five closest people around you so i've just it's just always, I've always okay. been like a lot sort of older than people about my age. What, where did that come from? Like, why, why do you think you've gravitated I, towards I, that? I couldn't even tell you. I, I don't know. Um, it's a good question. I've always, I've, <laughs> I have thought about that before and I don't really know why. Uh, when I moved to Ashington, actually, the first person I met was this kid that lived around the corner. He was three years older than me and he was just sort of my, my only friend for like until I went to school so I was just with him a lot and then sort of his friends a lot and then when I went to school I eventually met people like my age when I moved to Newcastle um and I got into like the promo kind of thing yeah I'm instantly with more people older than Mm. me again so it's just sort of coincidence I guess so. coincidence but i mean obviously there's a there's a gravitation towards it from your personality is it's my sense mm, yeah i suppose yeah. yeah yeah i suppose like since it from because i moved to ashton when i was 10 so from the age of 10 just hanging around with all the people i suppose that sort of does become 
you do sort of get in the sort of older mentality from a young age, I guess. And then once through life, it's just you always sort of gravitate towards those people. Wow, that's crazy. 19, <laughs> I had no idea. I never yeah. guess it. I, I think everyone who's listening to this is like, what is, is he really 19? Um, <laughs> How old are you? Oh man, <laughs> now I feel really old. So I'm 30, I'm 31. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you look good for 31. I thought you were a lot younger. <laughs> it's, it's an Asian thing, I'm pretty sure. A, a, Asians <laughs> tend to just look like they're 18 up until like they're 50. And then when they hit 50, they just look like they're 80. Like it's just this huge <laughs> yeah, just just get, decline all of a sudden. One year you just get wrinkles. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, but um, thank you. I appreciate that. I, the other day, someone, I was speaking to someone and they asked me how old I was. And I was going to say 30. Mm-hmm. But I completely forgot that I was actually 31. Like, isn't that <laughs> insane? Like, how I do, do you... I do that as well. Do you do that? I do that as well. You do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you'll get asked your age. I'm just like, 18, 19, 20. Uh. <laughs> see, see, that shows you have like an older mentality. Because I remember at that age, I'm always just like, oh, I'm 19. Like, I'm 20. Oh, I'm <laughs> 21. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, hey, I used to be like that as well because I'm yeah. like I was always the youngest in the year group because I was of end of August, so I'm yeah. always like oh, I can't wait to be 18, I can't wait to be 17, and then like I don't know, I think I just when I was 17, I was already 18 because I was getting in clubs and stuff anyway, <laughs> and so like so the, the sort of for looking forward, <laughs> exactly looking forward to 18 was just like it was nothing like I'd, <laughs> like it was just normal. So ever since then, I just like stopped counting my birthday. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I guess the the reason why this is so crazy is the fact that you're wanting to make videos about positive mindsets and and how how beneficial mm-hmm. that is. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think back to myself at nineteen. There's not a yeah a, 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 no chance I would be that, thinking anything like that. <laughs> do you know what it is? I I started thinking that once I'd started the channel. So in my head, I thought this is such a good idea. Like people my age are going to start be doing what i'm doing like they're going to start looking into what they want to do and then you know when you like release it and then you start doubting yourself anyway i started thinking about i was like wait a minute no my age does this (laughs) (laughs) so so i see like my mum my mum shares my videos and then all her friends like wow 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 and then like it doesn't it doesn't resonate as much with like people my age i obviously get like a lot of people that do watch it like from my age like uh, one of my friends messaged me saying yesterday, last night, saying like, "Oh, every time I watch your videos, it gives me like a clearer mind." Blah blah. So like, there are like the odd few, but like, I I did realize like this isn't my real age range, really. <laughs> like I've got I've got other friends that do YouTube as well, and they they do all the sort of like, do you know when you go around town and interview people asking like stupid questions and like That's those right. kind of YouTube videos? Yeah, it's it's like those, and obviously they do very well very quickly i'm sort of like the steady slow growth but i feel like it's one of those things where the people my age eventually are going to have going to gravitate towards this stuff i might be maybe two three years ahead so like in two three years time they will catch on if they're still in touch with me on social medias and say i'm still doing it so i think i'm not i'm not too worried about it i know this is going to be like a long run game anyway with youtube anyway do you know what I mean? Like, it's going to take a while to get to, like, high subscribers. And maybe by that time, people my age will start, like, clicking with the stuff that I watch. And then it'll just sort of grow like that. So, But, but maybe it's not the people your age anyway that need to see your stuff, right? 
That too, yeah. That's why that's why I do like those YouTube groups that we're in because you just get this like vast range of people of like all sort of ages and stuff. So it's crazy, isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> just the people that are out there. Um that so I mean, I was going to go, what, like, what next? Um, and and I, w- I do w- do want to say, like, don't don't let... I mean, I, it doesn't sound like you are, but don't let your age hold you back from mm-hmm. what you're doing now because I think it's a beautiful thing yeah, that you're yeah. doing and the mindset that you have towards mm-hmm. it is awesome. Mm-hmm. What's, Thank you. You said you're signing a podcast? That's, that's the next yeah, move? Yeah, so I kind of had one kind of like I, I set myself up for podcasts like apple podcasts i was doing the sort of sit down in front of this wall and talk to the camera but it wasn't it was kind of a podcast but it was just by myself so i was just like sharing my own thoughts so i'd i could i could literally script the whole thing and just read it from the script so i wanted to start getting like um people like in my local area or people that i know that were sort of doing up businesses and etc etc so i wanted to move the current one that I'm doing now into sort of start like expanding it into that. But then obviously with the sort of um extra branch that I've branched off into with like the sort of political racial kind of thing, I was thinking this is a topic that I still want to give a lot of attention to. Mm. So I was thinking, why don't I do another podcast or another sort of, form of video talking about mm. this and i could maybe get some viewers on that too so i don't know I, it's still sort of it's still just an idea at the minute nothing sort of set in stone but i'm kind of looking towards to branch that kind of way yeah are you still you said you moved to university are you still in university or what what's the situation for you it's a bit of a funny one actually i've been so I did a, a foundation year. So like that's the sort of year that you do before you actually do yeah. your full course. I did the foundation year. Last year I did first year, but because I was doing promo, like I did not pay any attention to university. I think I went in, I must have, I must have went inside that building three times the whole year. It was just like going out, waking up late, eating shit <laughs> going out like i just did not attend uni at all and it was just but it was one of those things like i didn't attend because i just wasn't interested i was doing business because like i don't know i wanted to do i, I knew i wanted to do some kind of business yeah. and you walk in these lectures and they're teaching you how to do spider diagrams and like stuff <laughs> stuff that you learn like jesus here and i'm thinking why on earth am i paying nearly 20 grand a year Crazy. to do this stuff i can 100%. go on google i thought like i can i can spend about a hundred not even 150 pounds on books and learn everything I'm going to learn in this course. The only difference is I won't have it on a piece of paper to prove I did it. I thought this is kind of pointless. So um, I think I'm just going to drop out. So like I haven't, I haven't, um, I actually got my results back today of <laughs> my results from last year and it's just zero, 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 zero. <laughs> so I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to, not going to reach back out to them. I'm just going to do my own thing really. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the crack. I mean, I've, with, in here, you, uh, the UK, I don't know how it is in Australia, you have um, five years worth of student finance. So that's like the f- um, the loan that you get. Right. Um, I've used up two of those and most of the courses are three-year courses. So I've used up two. And if I decide 
down the line, I do want to go back to university. I've got three years to go and do that. It's but as option. of now, I'm just going to like leave it, try to do my own thing, see if I can set myself up on my own and then go from there. I love that. Uh, I love that. I my, my view on university is... A, the world has changed so much, like, and we still have this system of, of a university. Um, mm -mm. You know, you that it's just it's kind of insane, anymore. right? Like at at eighteen, you need to make this almost like life changing decision to decide yeah. where you're going to go to, and that the world just doesn't work like that anymore. Yeah, literally, I think I think as well, like it's because it's become such of like a lot of people don't actually go to university because they think this is the career i want to pick because i've chosen this career already they go because it's university they want to they want to experience it they want to go for the experience not the degree by the time you've experienced it you are more or less glued to that profession that you've just picked three four years ago when you were 18 and getting smashed every night like it's 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 one of those things i think like i will, I will always say education system is very outdated as well like with jobs like university degrees are becoming less needed unless you want yes. to be like a lawyer or a doctor but it's just not as needed like, i think people literally just go for the experience of university you can learn so much like you said on youtube or online like there's just so much so many it's, resources it's just there. free now and i mean there's probably yeah, stuff that you free. can't even learn as well like there's stuff that you have to do to learn mm -hmm. <laughs> which which mm. you're you're carving out i mean i i think about what i'm working in now I have two degrees and, and I did that because oh. I've got two degrees because one, I did a pre-med degree because I thought maybe I want to be a doctor because, you know, that's the only way you can help people quickly realize there's mm -hmm. no way I'm going to be a doctor. And, uh, because <laughs> I hate this stuff, this is just too dry. Um, yeah. And then afterwards I still didn't know what I wanted to do and maybe finance was a safe way to do things. So I did that degree mm. and then now I don't work in any of those fields, you know? <laughs> yeah that's the thing like i think it's it's like when i think you get groomed through school to be like you need to do this to get into university you need to get into university you do it i think it's like this it's partly one of the reasons why i started doing everything i'm doing with youtube like people feel like they have to go to university a because society has told them to or or be like the parents have told them to so that it's good you should do this and it's just like we're so sort of groomed and conditioned and brainwashed to think go this way this is the right way Follow to do it line. it's just yep. it's not it's not necessarily the case anymore that's why like i, I didn't really i stopped agreeing with university i wanted to drop out because of that as well and it's just i just think it's like other ways you can do it now so that that was a big factor of starting everything i did with like youtube and that sort of thing there how did it feel doing it refreshing <laughs> yeah okay it was like it was something like it's something i've always thought but i've never been able to articulate or like understand myself it wasn't until i read the book the secret once i read that it just sort of unlocked this part of my mind and everything just sort of all the dots connected and i was like this is what i want to do this is the idea that I have, like, you don't need to do this. You can do it your own way. And then everything just started coming together and gave birth to this, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> you, re you read a book and you went, I've got it. I've got it now. 
just just like that <laughs> well i mean you the way you speak and and your confidence i guess not even I, i'm not sure if it's a necessarily just a confidence i think this um self-assuredness that you have mm-hmm. in there i, I think it's mm-hmm. is really cool and i think that's so you know when when i when you talk about well yeah this is this just makes sense this is what i'm doing for me mm-hmm. uh and probably for people who listen or watch this might might will just will just go yeah like that makes a lot of sense like of, of the path that you've carved and you know what like you're 19 dude so you know if there's any time yeah. to <laughs> chase after something yeah, and this is a, you got yeah literally <laughs> that was like a nervous thing it. like i thought <laughs> i am 19 like i've got i've got so much time if this fucks up after like two years three years i can move on to something else like, yeah that's from listening to gary v as well like that i've just had that drilled in my head like everything that he says which is obviously like inspired a lot of the stuff i'm doing as well like i am young it's better just to take risks if you just do it now and you like mess it up it doesn't matter you can try again at something else if you have like the humility to like try and fail that's how you're going to get places anyway but like it doesn't matter if you do fail as long as you actually tried yeah so it was it was a lot of that and the sort of building the confidence to like push myself to who i wanted to be like before this i wasn't i wasn't like like i i'm not a very like confident or extroverted or outgoing person like sure. i remember when i started my youtube channel my mum my mum was just shocked like that it was the most she'd ever heard me like speak because <laughs> like I'm just, i just i just don't i don't speak like yeah. even like with my friends like i just like listen i don't like put myself out there and speak so when like people see me like talking away on a camera, camera. which is like yep. oh yeah do you know what i mean so it was just kind of like knowing what i wanted to be and then just trying to use this to unlock that if that makes sense yeah definitely so like this definitely. was kind of it was kind of like a what do you call it i don't even know how to describe it it was just it was just a way for me to try and build myself mm. to who i wanted it's like to an be. outlet for you mm. it's fascinating um we've already done an hour and 40 minutes on this really it's fl- it's flown by oh my god <laughs> That has gone quick. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's probably really a good, quick. good place to kind of kind of wrap this up. But was there anything like you wanted to shout out or anything that's on your mind? Uh, even I was I was I wanted to ask you about your channel. So yeah, I seen um, it went from like the sort of vlogging stuff to like the religious <laughs> stuff to like other stuff like history stuff. I just wanted <laughs> I, like I thought it was interesting. I feel like it is the sort of things that when you first start, it's like. You you could you can set yourself at when you start on an idea or a topic, and then through doing that you come across something else, and you think, ooh, what if I dip into that? And it's something that I've thought as well. Hmm. But in my head, I've always wondered. I've always the the things that go through my head with that is I don't want to like build the expectation from people from this area, and then suddenly do this area, and then what if? those people think oh why is he doing this like unsubscribe or whatever yeah and it's just like there's sort of uncertainty around that so i've always i always and still do now like think and worry about if i should what if blah blah and then i seen like you had you just went straight to like the religious stuff and thought wow that's quite ballsy like <laughs> fair enough for that <laughs> like you just you just you just weren't scared to sort of make that switch 
so I was wondering, like, is that is that the sort of the direction you want to take it now, or is it you could try this now and then maybe switch it again later, or is it trying to do like all of them at once, or how are you sort of going about it? I, I think I'm still kind of searching um, what this yeah. is about. There's no look mm. for for me. I I haven't come into YouTube with this. I want to become rich and famous mm. from YouTube. Um, and mm. not saying people go into YouTube with that perspective, but like, yeah. you know, I, if you if anyone watches my channel, uh, I think it it it's a great example of what not to do if you want to grow an audience on YouTube. <laughs> uh, because as you <laughs> mentioned, I've got like I've got about I probably have twenty different playlists because there's twenty different types of videos I'm doing. You know, you know, mm. from crime to travel vlogs to vlogging to uh, commentary yeah. to reaction to religion. Uh, you know, you know. All that, all, all sorts yeah, of random yeah, yeah. things. I, I think for me, it's just been an outlet to be creative. To yeah, it is. It is. I think. Yeah, I think that's. I think that is kind of the way you have to do it as well, especially to start off. Like, it's the same with everything. Like I've said in my videos on learning how to find your passion, you just have to try loads of things until you find, or it finds you. Like what it is that you'll just sort of click on or like gravitate gravitate towards to. It's so like I did I did admire how much you were like how much you had sort of varied the videos and stuff because that's something that I've like been scared to do myself. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a weird one but like it is like what you kind of have to do really isn't it? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a safer way to do it, you know, without losing your audience. And <laughs> I, I reckon I've lost a lot of my audience along the way. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I I do feel th yeah, th there is that journey and I think that journey's brought me to this point now where I realize this is the sort of stuff that I actually really enjoy, like having these conversations mm. with um, really inspiring people um, like yourself, you know? And, and I think there's, there's, there's actually a lot of inspiration in pretty much everyone, really. Like if you really get deeper and, and, and dive um, below the surface, which I think we often don't. Yeah, yeah but do ev everyone of. has their own story, really. That's the thing. I, I don't know if you ever do like people watching. Like, if you just sat in public on a bench or something, you just you, sometimes I just like sit and look at people and think that person there has their own story. Like, what they're doing now is a part of their life, and then that person there has their own story. I just think it's fascinating. Like, people do have their own experiences, their own ups and downs, stories, like journeys. And it is interesting just to have a conversation with someone else because they, they've experienced things that only they've experienced and you would have never experienced. Yeah, exactly so. right. And and I think that still comes back to what we were talking about at the start and that at the end of the day, we're all human, right? Um, mm. we, we just happen to have this baggage of what we've been taught or, or, or how we've experienced yeah. things and, and you know, yeah. the ugly the ugly sides of the of humanity always gets portrayed in media, you know? And that yeah. means we view people in a certain way, you know, people from different yeah. cultures and different backgrounds. We go, oh, well, of course, that's just what they're like. Like, like Geordie, yeah, Geordie, yeah. Um, Geordie Shaw that you were talking Geordie about. Mm. Oh, that's just what people like there. But but no, as you've mentioned, right? It's, yeah. it's not. <laughs> literally, 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 literally. Uh, people, you're, I think you're, you're a product of your environment. Um, but then again, that also that also comes hand in hand with what you see of other people. That's your assumption of them. And that's just how you're going to perceive that. Like, that's right. like I'm going to think, well, I have thought up until recently, like 
the whole Africa is very like poverty driven, uh, stricken, and there's nothing sort of good over there. But that's just not the case at all. No, it's, no. Yeah, it's such a unique place. I think people need to be more open-minded, and I think I think if people start learning stuff outside of the classroom, because I do think the classroom education is very deliberately done. Do you know what I mean? It's not it's not that broad. That is why I like university though, because you do you do get given the option to branch out and do your own studies and yeah. things that you like in that sort of um area of interest. So there's that too. That and that, and that was I think university was founded, I guess, in that way to to progress mm. uh society, you know, to branch out into yeah, areas like, where you know you've you've never taken it. That's like well, independent thinking is that, that's right. That's where it's came from actually. Um but it's mm. yeah, it you know, there's competing ways of, of learning and there's the status yeah. quo, you know, universities getting so big and 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 so yeah. money driven. It's, it's just a big that, business now, yeah. It's a big business. it's all biz- big business actually. They're billion dollar yeah. companies. hundred uh, percent. Like in Newcastle, like fifty percent of the city is student accommodation and student campus. And I was I was I remember I was walking home one day and I was just walking walking through like you have the city centre and then you have like the student area. And I was walking through the student area, like you walk past the campus, the buildings, and then you walk into like the areas where there's like big student accommodations and then you look to your right and there's like student accommodations over there you look to your left there's more student areas over there and i was just thinking fucking hell this is such <laughs> like it's it's, so, it's like a cash cow it's just like such it a is. massive business yeah it's crazy yeah, definitely it's it, it's it is really bizarre how society's kind of come to that um you were talking about um some of my religious videos and then you, you were talking about how you were reading the books the the secret do you and mm-hmm. in a way there's almost like a religious element in that is is yeah kind of spiritual that, element. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. what what what's your yeah. take on on religion like where uh, do you have a background in that at all in in religion or recently actually it is it's been a a bit of a, a kind of new door that i'm stepping into hmm. uh i've never believed in god hmm. until I always believed in like science, Big Bang, evolution. Sure. It wasn't until past few years, really, then I started thinking like, do you only like experience coincidences and then things that lead to another thing and then you sort of manifest things that you've wanted and it's just like unexplainable. Hmm. And it just made me think like there's, it made me like come open to thinking like there is something out there. There's like Hmm. a higher force from... And my mum's a Buddhist, so she's mm. she like um chants in like spirituality and like karma and stuff. So I did always have that element in my head as well. That's not typical at so all. So I was kind I of probably it sounds like your mum is so not typical because <laughs> she's uh, African American, <laughs> nah. you said, right? So she's African American, lives yeah. in the UK, and is a Buddhist. <laughs> Very, yeah, she, she's got she's got her own long story. She's living like Greece, everywhere. <laughs> I should interview her. But, so like. <laughs> You should, you should. You'll get an interesting convo. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I always had that sort of, like, spiritual element there. And then recently, I urge you after this to watch Malcolm X, the Spike Lee, the Spike Lee movie. Yeah. So, uh, do you know much about Malcolm X? No, not really. So, he was, he was, um, his story is basically, I won't ruin it too much, but he was a gangster. Right. He went to prison, 
in the sort of like 50s 60s of like racist america right went to prison converted to islam and then became this revolutionary and his story with islam just like really inspired me a lot and i've noticed as well in like media today that like i did i did my own research and found that mm. Funny enough, there's another thing you might want to look into. If you put the, if you, if a lot of people want to think of like Islam, it's like Islamophobia, think like terrorist. Mm -hmm. It's like blah, 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 blah. But if you put like the Quran and the Bible side by side, you'll find that the Quran's actually a lot more peaceful. Mm. There's one passage in the Quran that gets taken, which is the one that, funny enough, like Al Qaeda and Osama bin Laden right. took. Yeah. So like there's this one, there's one passage. It says, kill them where they lie, something, 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 the non-believers. Mm. It's something about like killing the non-believers. Mm, mm, mm. So like the white supremacists and the terrorists, they sort of cherry picked that and said, I'm gonna kill the Westerners or whatever. Mm, or like mm. the white supremacists say, look, look, they're saying they're gonna kill us. Yeah. The truth behind that passage actually is a story. So Muhammad and his followers in Mecca they got pushed out of Mecca by these anti-Muslims. They were like burning the houses down, like killing them all, torturing them all. Mm. They all got pushed out of Mecca because he was like um, preaching Islam. So Muhammad and his followers went to this other city, gathered more followers and had this like massive following base. They marched back to Mecca and that passage was a threat mm. to those anti-believers saying like, I will give you four months in these four months, you can you can decide if you're going to join us or you're going to get out of the city. We will we have to we will tell you everything about Islam, and then if you choose not to, you have to leave or we'll or we'll just have no choice but to kill you. But if you do decide to join, we'll welcome you in with open arms, and we will look after you in that four months while you decide. Mm, mm. No people were killed during that from that passage. And it was actually a very peaceful thing, but obviously it's cherry picked out and made to look out like Islam's this, that, and the other. And if you look in the Bible, there's passages about um, genocide and like mass murders or something like that. So there is that kind of thing that I've, me and many other people, I've always been told like Christianity is like perfect, but Islam's like evil. But again, that's like media. That's what you get told. So yeah. that's what you think finding out that finding out that for myself and realizing that's actually quite peaceful i became more open to like wanting to learn about it and seeing the effect that islam had on like malcolm x and um elijah muhammad and stuff like that i've in the past week or so i've actually been like wanting to look more into that kind of stuff so this book that i'm reading now um message to the black man by elijah muhammad elijah muhammad yeah. is the man that um mentored muhammad ali and malcolm x ah, right so i'm reading this and it's it's a bit extreme because at that time it was obviously very very, very racist hated. so mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff in this book is like white people are the devil like the whole white race is the devil which obviously isn't really the no, case yeah, but like yeah. you can you kind of you can like look past it and see like the the message it's trying to deliver yeah so i've been actually like looking into more islam and stuff and like and just i just want to like learn more about it and stuff like that it's so that's kind of my take on religion like, yeah religion. and it, i mean it's an interesting point and i and i think that's and probably from islam like i i'm not as familiar but obviously i'm, I'm familiar mm -hmm. with the bible being a christian 
is yeah, is yeah. the fact that um, be, I guess the downsides of how communication just flies so quickly nowadays. Um, mm. People don't, you know, do what you're doing, like reading and actually going deep into into content and understanding yeah. the context behind things. Um, like you said, yeah. you know, the, even though the book that you're reading now has elements of, you know, like like really messed up <laughs> thoughts, right? But you look beyond that because you realize yeah. that's the context that it's written yeah, in. It was just like... Co- in the, in the yeah, times, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's the same case with the Bible um, in, in the sense of yeah. the Bible isn't just one book and one dude that's just written this whole entire thing. It's, it's made up of yeah, 66 exactly. separate types of books mm. so some is poetry some is historical some uh, are letters you know and and it, it it is all contextual behind what everything's written in um so you know like with those stories of, of genocidal um events like those that's a historical event um pre prior to the time of jesus uh, entering into the world and it was um i mean i think there was a couple of times but it was the the chosen people of, of israel and um you know the, the bible obviously talks about people who are you know who who were were made to come out of the lands uh, because the chosen people were to come in or, or to take over or the, over those lands um and and obviously it goes like broader beyond that about what those people groups were like or or, or the reason for it and and yeah, it, it, I guess there is that element of oh, like w- what's up with that? But I think it needs that context behind why. Yeah. Exactly. Why did that happen in the first place? Um, it, yeah. it wasn't as simplistic as oh, the, like these were just vulnerable people groups. Um, yeah. You know, it was obviously a different time when you're when you're thinking pre. Uh, <laughs> well, like, however like, long ago, right? <laughs> Ancient yeah, history, yeah. you know. So. Um, so I think that, I think context is super important, uh, I guess what, is yeah, what I'm trying to say. And, and, and I think that more of that, more of us thinking deeply and, and listening, like spending more time understanding, um, each other and understanding what people are sharing, I think is, is important. You know, we've got to move from a culture of quick bite-sized education <laughs> yeah that is it that is it like people people want to just cherry pick it because it's like so quick you don't have to look no one's gonna look into the context because uh, yeah no one wants to spend that time no one's so, to like, spend the time yeah exactly but they but they're happy to judge quickly <laughs> yeah yeah very much yeah so. yeah so anyway luca i think A good I th- chat yeah that was an awesome chat I can't believe we're, we're nearly at two hours. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's that, just so quick. That's gone really quick. Um, and that's the beauty of these conversations um, that we have. Um, I'll link your, your YouTube channel and stuff in the description here. Um, but was there anything anything else you wanted to shout out or like what things to look out for from you or how they can follow your stuff? Um, just keep an eye on the YouTube. I think I, think I just keep everything sort of updated on there i yeah. try to as best as i can yeah, yeah yeah well you know any everyone listening to this which I, there might not be many people listening to this but the people that do listen to this will be waiting <laughs> anxiously for the content that you put out <laughs> great great i'll be waiting anxiously, anxiously for that subscribe <laughs> <laughs> yes go subscribe to his channel it's you you can say that you were one of the first before he blows up um Luca, <laughs> thank you so much for your time 
it was a, it was a real pleasure to get to on. chat with you enjoy yeah, the thank you very much the dark day there in in newcastle <laughs> that'd be great england <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah keep doing what you're doing man that was it was an awesome chat thanks a lot thank you very much Thanks for listening to this episode of the Conversations with the World podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave the show a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe. It helps me to be able to sit down with more guests on the show. Thanks again for listening. Take care and go check out one of my other episodes. Goodbye.